1: Morning, everyone. Welcome to Tradies News. In a nutshell, it is Wednesday morning, the 12th of October, 2022. We are broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SEN Q693 AM in Queensland, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Daniel Pedgrew with you for the next hour. Open line number, as always, 1300 01 1170, or you can send a text 0457-736. 736. Big show for you this morning. We're going to have a chat with uh, the host of Melbourne's Tradies News in a nutshell, Matty Cox. He will join me in a round about 15 minutes time from now. We'll have a chat about all the major talking points in sport in both cities. So looking forward to that chat with Matty. Uh, We're also going to hear a bit of Mitch Marsh yesterday. He spoke with uh, Matty White. We'll hear a bit of that a little later on in the show. Plenty of rugby league news around uh, the Everest as well, Bill. Building up, So, plenty to get stuck into cricket as well. There's a T20 game against England tonight. So, lots to look forward to. Middle of the week ahead of a very big sporting weekend. Uh, it is one and a half past five in New South Wales, one and a half past four in Queensland. 01 1170, the open line number, or 0457 736 736. The hot topic. Thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ream. Yeah, does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. All right, plenty on our agenda this morning. I want to talk to you about the Everest in just a second. Uh, But before that, uh, the other big sporting event, along with the T20 World Cup, is the Rugby League World Cup gets underway on the early hours, very early hours of Sunday morning here uh, with the first game at about 12.30. Australia up against Fiji will be at 5.30 a.m. Uh, well, Kangaroo's coach Mo has named his side for the first match and he's given seven players their first te- taste of life in the green and gold after opting to rest his grand final stars for the Australian side's World Cup opener against Fiji on Sunday morning. I have to admit, before I heard that... Uh, Reasoning, and I understand it now, but when I just saw the side without actually hearing any reasoning behind it, I thought, what's going on? Uh, But no, understandable. Uh, Fullback James Odesco will captain the Kangaroos in uh, his first game as uh, the captain of the Kangaroos. Uh, Daley Cherry Evans, first shot of the halfback position, and Cameron Murray uh, in his preferred spot at lock. Meninga is also set to replicate the Queensland game plan of starting Ben Hunt at hooker with Harry Grant to be injected into the game from the interchange bench. Grant is among the seven new faces who will make their Australian debut as the Kangaroos kick off their World Cup defence in Leeds. Uh, five others were as teammates in the Maroons outfit that won the State of Origin series, uh, Murray Tulangi, Tina Malawi, Jeremiah Nanai, Reuben Cotter and Pat Carrigan. Roosters and New South Wales back rower Angus Crichton is the other player who will make his national debut against Fiji. I'll give you the full side in just a second, but Ninga said, ''This is an extremely strong team and suits what we are trying to achieve over the whole tournament. We have three pool matches and I aim to play every player during the pool matches. The grand final players will not play against Fiji, while a number of the players we have named have not played in weeks. It's important to give them match time as we look at our combinations.'' All of the players who will not play against Fiji will play the next match against Scotland. Um, so let's go through that side for you that we're playing on. Early hours of Sunday morning out time, 5.30 a.m. in Leeds. So Jan Tedesco is fullback and captain. Uh, now, I'll give you the jersey numbers as well. Uh, the wingers are Josh Adokar in jersey number nine and Murray Talangi in jersey number 23. Set is a Latrell Mitchell in jersey number eight. Valentine Holmes in jersey number four is spot on. He's the other centre. Uh, now, the 5.8 uh, but in the number seven jersey is Cameron Munster and the halfback in the number two jersey is Daly Cherry Evans. You following me? Uh, the props in the number 18 jersey is Tino Malawi, And the other prop in the number 5 jersey is Jake Dravojevic. Yep. Uh, the hooker in the number 3 jersey is Ben Hunt. The second row is in the number 17 jersey is Angus Crichton. And in the number 22 jersey is Jeremiah Nani. And the lock forward in the number 11 jersey is Cameron Murray. The interchange bench is number 20, Harry Grant, 16, Reuben Cotter, 13, Patrick Carrigan, and number 10, Jack Whiten. Uh, the reserves, 18th man, Matt Burton, number 12, and Campbell Graham, number 19. Uh, it's very confusing. I know we'll get used to it along the way. I'm sure we will, but that's a very, very confusing uh, set of numbers. However, what do you make of the Australian team for the first game against Fiji? Um... It will be interesting to see Daly Cherry Evans gets the first crack at that halfback spot. But as I did say, um, that is because one would assume, although he's the incumbent, but that is definitely because um, he's going to be resting the Penrith players for game one. Now they did say they're basically going to be shooting it out. I saw uh, Cleary speaking on the news last night saying it's really a shootout with Daly Cherry Evans. Um, And he's looking forward to playing with Daly, training with Daly and getting some insight from Daly Cherry Evans. So look, I don't think it's a bad side. I think uh, they'll be able to uh, defeat Fiji, you would imagine, although Fiji won't be uh, that easy to beat. But that's the side, uh, the first Australian side for the 2021 Rugby League World Cup. Just on the World Cup as well, the Rugby League one, um, of course, that game is in Leeds Sunday morning at 5.30 a.m. It will kick off with England and Samoa at 12.30 a.m., uh, on the Sunday morning um, and then through the first week uh, Monday morning Scotland, Italy at 12.30am uh, Jamaica Island at 3am, New Zealand, Lebanon at 5.30am, Tuesday morning France versus Greece at 12.30am Wednesday morning, we'll be on air when this one kicks off, Tonga and Papua New Guinea at 5.30am and Thursday morning Wales versus Cook Islands on air again at 5.30am All Sydney, New South Wales time minus an hour if you're in Queensland so there you go, uh, looking forward to that looking forward to being on air of course uh vossi will be over there as well so we'll be able to have a chat with him and he'll be part of, of course the breakfast show over there now uh the other one of the other big sporting events this weekend in sydney is the everest now uh been running a few years now um and we know how big it is in sydney um there's looking like uh, over 40,000 fans will be at Randrick Racecourse. It'll be Sydney's largest post-pandemic racing event to date. 40,000 people there. And there is a chance it will break the modern-day Randrick record crowd of 43,833 that was on hand to watch a legendary Winx race into retirement with her 33rd consecutive win in the 2019 Queen Elizabeth Stakes. Interest in the Everest is at fever pitch after the barrier draw was made public on Tuesday night with a spectacular 500-strong drone light show above Sydney Harbour. Um, So, yeah, we are expecting over 40,000. Potentially, it will break the uh, record of over 43,000. Are you going along to the Everest on Sunday? Are you excited? Nature Strip, the favourite, was one of the last to appear in the sky after drawing Barrier 12, the widest slot of the lot. However, uh, the odds for the best sprinter uh, remain unmoved for Nature Strip, who... Is very, very short favourite to win the Everest on Saturday afternoon. Peter Vallandis said tickets are selling like hotcakes. It will be a record Everest crowd, and it could even beat Winx's crowd record. Um, and Jamie Barkley, the Australian Turf Club chief executive, said interest in the Everest was at an all-time high. All the indications are this will be an outstanding crowd, the biggest ever. For the Everest. The Ten Race Randrick program features five races with total prize money uh, of nearly twenty-three million dollars at the Southern Hemisphere. Five races worth one million dollars, ten races all up. Are you going to it? Are you looking forward to it? It definitely has captured a bit of Sydney's heart since it was introduced, hasn't it? And over forty thousand people there. The weather, I believe, on Saturday as well is going to be perfect for it. Fine and sunny, beautiful day, they're saying. So you're going to go along. You're going to go to the Everest. You go to the Everest, then, Bruno Mars. Oh uh, four five seven seven three six seven three six. The text number. You can call the open line on 1300 one 1170 Look, as I said, it's captured a bit of Sydney's heart. Uh, of course, the Caulfield Cup is also on in Melbourne. And look, I think everyone's still, and we may talk about this with Manny Cox after the next break. But everyone still. Uh, I think, thinks so. of the Melbourne Cup is the race that stops the nation. But it definitely lifted the profile of the spring racing carnival in Sydney. So you're going to it? Do you have any interest in it? Do you not care? There will be some people that just don't care. But I think a lot of people will be watching it, looking forward to it. And if you're heading out there, I'd love to know if you are. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 the phone number. Or you can text us on 457 um, 736 So, yeah, that's on the agenda. Also, the Australian team for the first game of the Rugby League World World Cup. Are you looking forward to it? What are your thoughts on the Rugby League World Cup? Still a lot of news about Manly flying around. We'll get to that as well. A lot of cricket news around. We'll do that all shortly. But on the other side of this, we'll have a chat with Matty Cox from Tradies News in Melbourne. It's 10 past 5, 10 past 4 in Queensland. We'll have a chat with Matty Cox in just a second. A lot of Champions League, Champions League games even happening today. A lot of them kicking off at 6am. Man City in action now, though, against Copenhagen. 66 minutes gone, and it is near all. Chelsea will be in action against Milan later. A Celtic in action. A host of matches today and also tomorrow. Let us now, though, have a chat with Matty Cox from Tradies News and a in Melbourne. Good morning to you, Dan. Morning to you, Maddie. Nice song to get us into this Wednesday. Yeah, a bit
0: of uh, in excess. Nothing yes. wrong with it. Actually, I might just let that run a little bit yeah, longer. Just to Very keep like it going. It. Very nice good. Nice way to wake you up on the hump day. Could be a DJ in another life, Maddie. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Hitting the I nightclubs? The, no, I, I, I don't even think I'd make the FM band. I'll put it that <laughs> way, Dan. Fair now. I have had a little birdie tell me, mm. and I believe I've got the world exclusive. Well, this will be big. That, uh, ...that there is a change coming to your show over the next uh, period of time. So I'm going to put you right on the spot. Mm. Can you confirm or deny that there is a change to tradies in uh, Sydney and Queensland over the next couple of weeks?
1: Well, I... Uh- <laughs> Very good. I'll, I'll let that play. That's a very long drum roll. Uh, it Matty. is actually. I that's didn't expect it to be long. that long. It's just wait it out here. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Good. It's brilliant. The, the, the effort of pre-production this morning <laughs> is that, through the roof. Uh, yes, uh, I'll still be well. Yes, I'll still be here. Uh, however, in the name of the show next week, because we've got the Rugby League World Cup, uh, we've got the T20 World Cup, both starting this weekend, the Football World Cup, the FIFA Football World Cup, still about a month away, just over a month away, uh, but there'll be a lot of build-up to it. So uh, the name of the show in Sydney and Queensland is going to be called World Cups in a Nutshell, uh, beginning Tuesday morning. Uh, so, look, we'll still do all the normal stuff uh, that we normally do, but of course, our main focus will be on the World Cups. Of course, we will still talk about any of the other big sporting news, but yeah, a lot of World Cups, three World Cups in the next uh, month or so, and I'll be hosting that for the next few weeks. Then I'm actually off to the UK uh, in a month today, so I'll be here for the next few weeks and then. Uh, I'm sure someone else will look after it, but, yes, there might be you. Uh, but, yeah, looking looking forward to it and really looking forward to the World Cup's beginning this weekend, two of the three anyway.
0: Well, well and down here the attention's probably more towards the T20, yes. I'm, I'm. I'm struggling to work out whether or not it's getting the traction mm-hmm. that I think we thought that it would with the, these lead up build up games they've kind of snuck up there's another one tonight yeah and i'm not sure how many people out there are aware that australia take on england tonight i think that game's over in perth the so the, it's almost snuck up upon us but i reckon as soon as it gets underway we'll, our attention will be fully focused to a considering australia's success in the most recent edition of the t20 world cup that the rugby league world cup it, it fascinates me because we don't hear too much about it down here. What's the the interest levels up north?
1: Yeah, and also I agree with you on the tweet, T20 World Cup. I think once it starts, it will be good. It's just, yeah, it's just sort of... Has, has it got lost in the footy? I think it has. And I think, to be honest, a lot of these warm-up matches, and I know we need the warm-up matches to be played, but a lot of it, I think, just gets lost as well because there is so much of it. And, you know, as much as every match means something... Doesn't these matches don't really mean anything? But once you get to the World Cup, every match means something. So I think then we will definitely uh, get into, into it. That game, by the way, today uh, in Canberra, uh, Manny. Oh, sir, Canberra. Down at Manuka. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, in terms of the Rugby League World Cup, yeah. Look, there is a lot of interest. Um, it's funny, the NRL season, what, only ended 10 days ago, um, and it's a pretty quick turnaround to that. And then, of course, uh, the World Cup starting in the early hours of Sunday morning uh, here, so what, in about four days' time. There is interest, and I think the level of interest as well, Maddie, is a bit more than a, a normal rugby league World Cup. Uh, a, because we haven't really seen any international rugby league in three years. And B, we've got a situation where, and I may have mentioned it to you last week, where Australia and New Zealand. Zealand uh, will meet in the semi-final they're destined to meet in a semi-final so you've got the other side of the draw with England of course the home nation the final to be played at Old Trafford in just over a month's time you've got Samoa you've got Tonga on the other side of the draw so apart from the usual where usually we think oh, it'll be Australia New Zealand in the final that can't happen anymore so there's a real chance for uh, even though Australia I think are favourites there's a real chance for another team definitely to make a final and potentially upset Australia in the final if New Zealand don't do that beforehand and they're a real shot at doing that
0: it's, and see down here like, there's obviously going to be, and I'm probably being a bit naive as well mm. for the the rugby league landscape but that, that sort of intricacy I mean we've, we're getting at very surface level down, down here which I suppose it goes to the two different codes and, and that conversation but it's still a World Cup
1: It is. And I mean, I think a lot of people in previous years, uh, I wouldn't say they laugh at the Rugby League World Cup. But look, people say it is predictable. and, And look, to an extent it is. But you can say that about a lot of World Cups as well. And I mean, at least this year, we've got really three, four, five teams that are capable of winning the Rugby League. World Cup. I mean, again, you can say that about every World Cup. Not every World Cup and even you talk about this T20 World Cup. There's a lot of sides in the T20 World Cup that won't be making the final either. So I think the interest level will build over again when it starts and then you will have some group matches that are one-sided. Again, you see that in most World Cups. But once we get to the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and I dare say as well from an England point of view, if England are in that final at Old Trafford, I have my tickets to it, Matty. But if, if they are in that final, I think it holds about 74,500 Old Trafford. There's no English Premier League that weekend as well. Um, so if we could get an Australia-England final, that would be massive. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see who is to make the final other than Australia and New Zealand, because you would assume one of them would definitely be in the final.
0: Is there anything you haven't
1: got tickets to, Dan? Uh, yeah, I haven't. I'm not going to the FIFA <laughs> World Cups. There you go. Oh, yeah, geez, I don't. That's, that's a shock. I'll that's, be watching it in the that's UK, though. So
0: quite right. disappointing to hear. Yeah, um, and here's another one to add to your agenda when you uh, when you rename the show to Doonor yes. off our uh, text down here. Uh, the Women's Rugby Union World Cup is currently on
1: in Auckland, so you better add that to your rundown. Yes, I will put that in as another yet another World Cup we can talk about uh, next week as well.
0: We've got all this going on, and at the same time, down here, our spring carnival is just starting mm. to pick up a few notches. You've got the Everest, though, this week. Mm.
1: What's, what's that been like? What's the attention like on that in the Harbour City? Uh, big, uh, over 40,000 people. They're expecting at Randrick Racecourse on Saturday, a, a chance to actually beat the racecourse record of just over 43,000. The biggest uh, post-pandemic race crowd in Sydney uh, will be on Saturday, which is going to be very good to see. I said before the break, I was just talking about it to my listeners, is that... I think what the Everest has done now, I think most people, I think nearly everyone still treats as the Melbourne Cup as the day of the race that stops the nation and the biggest day in the spring racing carnival. In terms of interest, I know there's a lot of other big races in Melbourne with the Caulfield Cup and Cox Plate, but what it has done is... It's- definitely made the Sydney Spring Carnival a lot more interesting and people love it, people watch it. I remember being out uh, might not have been last year, probably wasn't last year a couple of years ago and everyone where I was at just stopped to watch it and that didn't really happen with a lot of Sydney Spring Carnival racing before the Everest so it's been a great idea Um, I do think though I still don't think there's, uh, there's a lot of competition they say between the Everest and the Melbourne Cup. I still think the Melbourne Cup is the pinnacle but the Everest definitely boosted interest here
0: can it be sustained? can this because it, it almost feels again' uh, probably being quite biased <laughs> even where where Melbourne sits in the landscape of spring racing and the spring racing carnival and the Melbourne Cup carnival down here but it feels as though that the investment that's been made in the everest mm. it, 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 it's it, not quite a sugar hit, but I'm hoping you can understand what I'm trying Mm. to say, is that because it's so big at the moment and and it's still in its infancy? Can it get bigger? Can it be sustained long term?
1: It's an interesting question, isn't it, Matty? Because, I mean, you sort of forget last year because that was all very different. We were just all coming out of a lockdown in Sydney. Um, and even 2020, there, I'm pretty sure there would have been restrictions. So this is the first normal year, really, of it since 2019. So when you look at it that way, it's probably only the second or third Everest uh, that has been run with a full crown. I remember uh, when it was first run, you had the Everest and then it Randrick Grace course. I think Jason Derulo was playing and then another year they had some other. Did you have tickets for that? I didn't know. I did have a friend (laughs) that went. He said it was very good. (laughs) Um, But, but, um, yeah, look, I, I think it can maintain the interest, at least for the next few years. What happens after that, I don't know. But to be honest with you, Maddie, if they can maintain that interest level to what it is now or near what it is now for another two or three years, I think then you'll probably see it just maintain that interest level for quite some time. Um, It's definitely in the sporting calendar now. They had a light show over Sydney Harbour with the barrier draw last night. So... Whilst they are spending a lot of money on it, I think they uh, probably do get a lot of money back in the interest in it as well. So I think it will be uh, sustained, but I'm glad it's still a little way away from the Melbourne Cup. I know there's a lot of people that don't like it being run on Caulfield Cup Day, but it's big race days in Melbourne every Saturday at the moment. So you're going to upset some race, but uh, they're, they're separate. You can watch both races. I think, I think it's good for the sport, to be honest. Yeah,
0: and if it, and we could go down a rabbit hole, probably over on S N Track to talking about <laughs> how the how the two cities should, should probably work together, but I mm. think that's a whole different kettle of fish. As I let you go this morning, Dan, I've uh, had someone just uh, message me also prompting me about the fact that tonight's Australia and England game is being played in Canberra, mm. and uh, this particular texter has mentioned that they will be calling the said match. I think you may know who might be uh, texting through this morning. We both know that gentleman very, very well. Try to have a think. Who, would, who, who is it? Who is it, Oh, Mattie? he's going to be very upset mm. now. He's What's... on his way. I believe he's on his way into the studios too.
1: Oh, okay. i will try to figure out who it is. Who is it, Matty? Uh, um, do um, I know them very well? You do know them very well. I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I have a feeling I know who you're talking about. The initial start with JD? Yes, that's exactly right. Yes, <laughs> hello, morning very... to you.
0: He's going to be very flat now that you didn't recognise him.
1: No, I do recognise him. I'm actually (laughs) impressed he's uplisting this early, to be honest.
0: Yeah, that's because he has to go and do breakfast on Trade Radio. Well, Uh, he used to to host this show once upon a time. He did. He did. I'm not going there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good on you, Dan. Uh, We'll speak to you next week when you're uh, World Cup fame. Yeah, in World Cup. You'll be part of the World Cups in a nutshell. I look
0: forward Uh, to it. Good on you, Dan. Thank you,
1: Matty. Have a good one. (laughs) You too. Ah, uh, yes, Matty Cox in Melbourne, host of Tradies News in a Nutshell in Melbourne. We'll have a chat with him again next week. And, yes, yeah, so next week, uh, he mentioned it, and I was going to save it, but anyway. Um, from next week, from next Tuesday, of course, we've got the NFL on Monday. Uh, but our show name does change. Uh, it will be World Cups in a Nutshell, but we will uh, – so our main focus will be on the Rugby League World Cup. As I said, there's going to be a lot of uh, Rugby League action when we're on air. Actually, at least over the first couple of weeks of the Rugby League World Cup. The T20 World Cup, we'll look back at that every night. That begins on Sunday afternoon into Sunday night and games, uh, I think, every night at least for the first couple of weeks. And we'll have the build-up to the FIFA World Cup as well. We will still uh, keep an eye on, though, everything else happening in sport. Um, including um, our crosses to America, the EPL, any other rugby league and cricket news. So whilst we will keep an eye on everything still happening, we won't ignore that side of sport. A uh, lot of focus will be on the World Cups, and quite rightly so, because uh, we're not too far away from them all beginning. If you want to buy into that conversation that I was having with Matty on the text line or the open line, text 0457 736, 736. Or you can call the open line anytime, one one 1170 About the Everest, can it be maintained? Can Sydney and Melbourne work together in the future? Love to know your thoughts on it. one one 1170 the open line number. You can give us a text on 457 736 736. Now, the Matildas, they've been in action, uh, speaking of football, against Denmark overnight. And they have won 3-1, uh, their best victory for a year Uh, The capping, that's the end of their European road trip, 3-1. They conceded a shot goal after just 47 seconds, uh, but they turned the game within uh, nine minutes uh, with three goals. Uh, so very, very good. It was their first win over a top-20 ranked side since beating Brazil in Sydney last October and arguably their most impressive since defeating Great Britain at the Tokyo Olympics. Caitlin Ford, uh, two goals from her. So well done to the Matildas 3-1 over Denmark. And, of course, speaking of World Cups we have got the Women's FIFA World Cup happening in Australia in uh, less than a year's time, July and August next year. And uh, when that comes to town, that will be huge as well. And obviously a lot of hope that the Matildas will be able to do uh, a lot in that tournament and go a long way. So that's yet another World Cup uh, coming up within the next 12 months. But, yeah, looking forward to uh, doing things a bit differently next week. But still, obviously, we will have everything else covered in sports. Speaking of which, tomorrow morning on the show, Chris Perkins will join me to talk all things American sport, and I hope he has done his homework as well. I'll get to your text in just a second, but did you see Scott Penn on the news last night talking about Des Hansler and talking about Anthony Seabold? It was an interesting interview. I looked at social media afterwards and uh, there were... Different comments uh, from both sides of the fence. But he did confirm that Des Hasler has until the end of the week to decide whether he will remain as Seagulls coach as the club takes steps to future-proof their success. Now, uh, we know what's going on uh, with Hasler and there's a deadline on Hasler to accept a raft of changes. Um, Penn confirmed the report and said the club was still waiting on uh, Hasler's response. The changes would result in Hasler losing his power over recruitment and appointment of his own assistant coaches. So Penn said yesterday, we sent him a letter last week with what we're looking for. He has until the end of the week to come back to us. We're waiting on his response. There's nothing more to add. We have to future-proof the football department. We just want a succession plan. Anthony Seabold has emerged as a key pillar of that succession plan and has been has And his bid to the NRL has received a helping hand from his former boss after Brisbane Chair Carl Morris revealed he had provided a character reference to Penn. He said the bloke can coach. In sports, sometimes it is about timing. When he joined the Broncos, there was a lot of noise around the appointment. And at that time, we were dealing with COVID. His family stayed behind in Sydney like most things in life timing is everything at that point in time it wasn't right i couldn't be more delighted if he was given a second opportunity you've heard him here on sen throughout the year he knows his stuff he's a very very good expert one thing scott penn did say on uh, news last night was that he believes badly and you know, i mean he, he would say it uh, he's the chairman but he believes and the owner he believes Manly has a premiership winning side now i think they've got a good side I don't quite know if they've got a premiership-winning side at the moment, but he believes at the Seabold, if it is at the Seabold to take over, uh, could change that and turn them into a premiership-winning side. What do you make of it? No four five seven seven three six seven three six or 1300 one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is our open line number. Text before a break. This from the Oval Treatment says hi, Dan. Whilst the round robin matches in the Rugby League World Cup won't present too many challenges for the leading teams, i am looking forward to the first of the cup albeit at 12.30 a.m. The England versus Samoa game will be vital for their chances of both teams to secure the top spot in their pool. Yeah, it's a hell of a game to kick off with. Uh, England and Samoa, 12.30 a.m. to get things underway on Sunday morning. You'll you'll be able to watch that on Fox League as well, all games on Fox League throughout uh, the tournament. Uh, That is yeah, a very, very good point, your overall treatment. That is a really, really important game kicking off at Newcastle at St James's Park. A lot of talk about England maybe not being able to make the final. I think a lot of people thinking maybe Samoa or Tonga could make the final instead of England. So that game is vital and as I say that kicks off at 12.30am on Sunday morning and then a little later on on Sunday morning, 5.30am, it will be Australia and Fiji. Thanks for the tech Joval treatment. Keep them coming in. 0457 736 736 this is the text number. Uh, you can also give us a call on the open line. 1300 01 1170. Asking your thoughts on the World Cup squad, the first team name for Australia, the Everest. Are you going? Are you interested in it? Has it change the spring carnival landscape. The cricket tonight, you're going to watch it. Australia and England and anything else. 0457 736, 736 the text number or you can always call the open line 1300 01 1170 We'll take a break. Come back with more. It's 27 to 6, 27 to 5 in Queensland. This is Tradies News in a nutshell. Good to be with you on this Wednesday morning, the 12th of October. Vossi and James Magnuson for breakfast not too far away uh, through SEN 1170 AM. In fact, everywhere uh, in our listening area over the first hour. Then Padden Heels through SEN Q693 AM and SEN 1620 AM coming up in just over an hour's time. A couple of texts on 0457 736 736. This is from the Chookman. He says, the VRC asleep at the wheel... When will they put the Cox Plate on before the Cup so a horse can go for the Triple Crown? Love the Everest. That from the Chook Man. Uh, yeah, very, very good text there, Chuck Mann, And I think the Everest, I agree, uh, is very, very popular. And this one, hi Dan, I think the Everest will stay. The Melbourne and other cups offer the ultimate prize for stayers, and the Cox plate and Queen Elizabeth stakes are run around the 2,000 metre distance. The Everest offers a pinnacle for the sprinters, which was lacking previously, apart from the golden slipper that is limited to two year olds. That one from the Oval Treatment. Yeah, I agree. I think the Everest is definitely here to stay. Uh, As I say, over 40,000 at Randwick coming up on Saturday. Potentially more people there looking at potentially breaking uh, the modern-day record at Randwick Racecourse of over 43,000 people. Uh, So I think it's here to stay, and I think a lot of people who aren't going will definitely be watching it on TV. Interesting, uh, just in terms of rugby league, that multiple high-profile coaches have told NRL power brokers during an end-of-season review completed uh, this week of their appetite for the ARL Commission to introduce a second referee for a second time. Now, uh, it's been reported in the Daily Telegraph that Melbourne's Craig, Bell- Melbourne's Craig Bellamy, Canberra's Ricky Stewart, South Sydney's Jason Demetrio, Cronulla's Craig Fitzgibbon and North Queensland's Todd Payton, among the officials in favour of another on-field official cleaning up the ruck, Des Hasler, is also a supporter of the two referees. One coach even said a second referee would ease the concerning number of injuries and concussions. During the workshop, the NRL interviewed all 16 clubs about the past season, a Turn to two refs was a consistent topic. Some coaches are also suggesting the NRL consider a ruck referee who does not have a whistle but communicates any indiscretions to the head referee. The ruck ref would be instructed to eliminate flopping and hands on the ball to ensure on-field continuity. I wouldn't oppose going back to it, Payton said. And Demetria also said if it means the bunker states out of the game unless it's tri-scoring, then yes, Stuart and Bellamy also wanting it as well as his Fitzgibbon. So it'll be interesting to see if the NRL do... Go back to that two-referee system. I know there was a bit of talk about it throughout the year, so watch this space in terms of that one. Thank you for your company. Tomorrow on the show, Chris Perkins will join me and we'll get a preview of the weekend in America and all the other news happening there. As I say, Vossie and James Magnuson for you this morning. Brandy having his rostered day off. He'll be back tomorrow. Uh, coming up right after the news for our Queensland is Patton Heels will follow in an hour's time. Thanks for your company. Have a wonderful Wednesday. I'll catch you back here for the Thursday show tomorrow morning.